0: A few years ago, a childhood friend of mine, during the Easter Vigil, was baptized, he was confirmed, and he received his first Holy Communion. And a year later, at Easter, I asked him, I said, you know, after being Catholic now for a year, what is it that you have learned? And his response to me was a bit of a surprise. Because he said to me, he said, I've realized that the church likes to celebrate. And he was referring, of course, to the many different feast days of the saints, all the various feast days and celebrations of Our Lady all the different liturgical seasons and solemnities that are just simply a part of the liturgical life of the church. And I thought to myself, I said, that is true. We do like to celebrate. But it led me to sort of consider what is it that we are celebrating? Apparently, All of the time. And it's interesting, even though every celebration in the church is certainly unique, there is also in every one of them a reoccurring theme, a reoccurring proclamation. And it's the proclamation that only Jesus Christ is Lord. We make this proclamation in every feast day of the saints, in every feast day of Our Lady, and in all the liturgical seasons. And today, as we celebrate this Feast of Christ the King, the Church is reminding us once again, in a unique way, that only Jesus Christ is Lord. When Pope Pius XI instituted this feast in 1925, almost 100 years ago, the world, especially Europe, and especially here in the States, was devastated after World War I. In World War I, there were 40 million people who were killed. And humanity was devastated on every level, psychologically, physically spiritually, and materially. It is during this time that Hitler begins to rise to power. And it's also during this time, in just a few years, 1929, where in this country we will experience the Great Depression that would last for over a decade. And so, in the midst of all of this darkness, in the midst of all of this pain and suffering, rather than turning to God, people began to turn to things like materialism, nationalism, communism, and secularism hoping that in these isms there would be a remedy and a cure for humanity's ills and for our own brokenness. And the absolute horrors that would follow in the 20th century proved that none of these isms, none of these substitutes for God helped humanity, but actually made life incredibly worse. And you know, this week I had a very just vivid reminder of this. On Thursday, I was at the post office. And as I'm there, a lady comes up to me, probably I would guess in her 60s. And she just starts, she asked me about my, my habit and who I am. And she just starts telling me about her life and she was telling me that she was raised in a communist country and that her and her husband came here to the States about 10 years ago. And she said that when her parents were children in this communist country, that if the government found out that parents believed in God, they would come and take their children away from them because they were considered a threat to the state. And when I got back in my car, I just I started doing the math. I thought to myself, if this lady is about 60 years old, she's talking about when her parents were children, that's another 20 or 30 years. It's right around the time when Pope Pius XI instituted this feast day. And what was he trying to do then? And what is the church trying to do today by celebrating this celebration of Christ the King? He's trying to remind us. He's trying to point humanity back to the only remedy To the only hope that we have, both as a society and as individuals. And it does this by proclaiming once again that only Jesus Christ is Lord. It's interesting in the readings that we are given today, we hear Luke's account of the crucifixion. And what does Jesus say to the good thief? He says, today, you will be with me in paradise. Only Jesus can fulfill that promise. All of these isms have promised paradise in their own way. Communism, materialism, nationalism, They have all tried to lead humanity to paradise, to happiness. And every single one of them has failed. And they have failed because paradise is not man-made, it is God-given. And it is given to us only through the Paschal mystery, through the passion, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. There is no other way through our sufferings, both individually and culturally. In the preface that we are just about to pray in a few minutes, we hear these beautiful words speaking of Jesus. It says, He offered Himself on the altar of the cross as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace. You know, for us as a society, we are obviously very far away. From ever accepting and recognizing this truth, how for us individually, how deeply have we accepted this truth? How deeply have we accepted in our minds and in our hearts that only Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, in our culture, we worship a lot of things, and none of us are exempt from that temptation, whether we live in the world or in a monastery. We are tempted to worship things like health, money and security. We are tempted to worship our own gifts and our own talents. Other people's gifts, other people's talents. And we are tempted to worship our own appearance and our own performance, as well as other people. And every single one of them, like all of these isms, every one of them is an empty promise. None of of them can give us what we ultimately need and what we ultimately desire, which is redemption, love, and mercy. Only Jesus Christ who is Lord and King of the universe, can give us that. May we turn to him this day more deeply and find in him everything our hearts long for.